Hey, Print Hustlers, Bruce from Printavo, Simple Shop Management Software. I've been practicing Ryan's last name a couple times here beforehand, Schraffenberger. Did I get it? Yeah, you did. It's okay. super easy. <laughs> awesome. We've got the founder of Promotions Guy, Ryan Schraffenberger. Uh, you may have been seeing him promote All Made quite a bit. I see a lot at the trade shows, which is awesome. You'll have to tell us a little bit about how you got involved with that too. But Ryan, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. First of all, who is Ryan Schraffenberger? Tell us a little bit about your shop and, and a bit of background there so we can understand. My name is Ryan Schraffenberger. Now you've heard my last name four times. <laughs> no one will ever forget. Yeah, now it's easy to say. So a little background. I started this business in the Florida Keys almost five years ago, and we found a void for screen printing, so that's what I aimed for. We started screen printing, then we added a laser engraver, embroidery, sublimation, and promo products, and all kinds of other stuff. So last year, I actually uh, opened a second office in the Detroit area in Michigan and now travel back and forth and we have six full-time people and eight uh, commission salespeople and that's how we're operating right now. That's awesome. So how did you get into so many different types of decoration? Were you taking jobs as they came in and yeah or yeah. what? I generally just don't say no. I've learned to say no a little bit more now. Uh -huh. but, it, you know, when I started, it was, yes, 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 I'll get it done. I'll work 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and make you happy. And, do you, and so you feel like you said that now you're starting to say no more. Yeah. Has that helped you? It it has because, you know, when you're first starting out, you need to, for me, it's, it's grab everybody. Let's get every possible customer. Sure. And then the reason we do those things in-house really is for quality control because you know we send them out to a subcontractor we're not real happy with the work and then we decide hey we got to print this in-house because we need to control the quality and lead times because we got to make the end user happy mm -hmm. and so i mean you guys you just listed off quite a few types of printing and decoration and that's all now done in-house so was that all bought from I don't know, was it a big company that come in and said, hey, we need tons of these uh, mugs? Or yeah, water it just depends on what it is. You know, I'm, I'm willing to get into anything or try anything if, if the customer wants it and I can find it to make sense. You know, because let, let's say we started embroidery because of one customer um, because we needed, you know, three-day lead times or whatever it might be. That way we can advertise that to somebody else. Mm -hmm. So it, it makes it easy to find new customers too. Got it. You talked about the second location that mm -hmm. is not in Florida. Right. <laughs> okay, so how did, how did that happen, and what's what's like the plan? What was the thought behind it all? Uh, I actually grew up in Michigan, and I went to college up here, and so did my wife. And we have a two-year-old now, and we wanted to be around family. So the second location was an easy choice. Got it. How is it managing two shops in different quite different locations it can be difficult but just finding good help a good supporting cast really who is there an operations type person that you know is there to manage things day to day or yeah we have a full-time and a part-time person in florida because we don't do that much production there it's really just to help 
customers, about 80% of our business comes out of that office. So um, it's just to keep, you know, the customer service level up. And, and then we, where's the production Michigan. done? Michigan. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah, we have a couple heat presses down there and stuff like that for quick turnarounds. Mm -hmm. But um, everything else is done in Michigan. Got it. Very cool. Uh, when And when did you guys start the business? The business started in Florida four and a half years ago. I think it was July 14. How did that come to be? Where You said that there was a need in the market. What did, what did that mean? Yeah, it's a small town. There's about 10,000 people in Marathon, Florida, but the Florida Keys themselves are kind of small. Uh, there were not really any print shops, and you know, people in the middle Keys don't necessarily want to go all the way to Key West, which is only an hour, or all the way to Key Largo, which is an hour north. People are, they want it close, and they want it, you know, from somebody they trust, and there was just a little gap in screen printing, so we grabbed it and built off of that. How did you get started? Did you buy a manual press? Did you buy something used? Did you? Yep, bought a manual press. Uh, watched about a billion of Ryan Moore's videos, and then <laughs> <laughs> went from there. What did you get a Riley Hopkins or what? Yeah, yeah. Very cool. And then so you you were just printing on a you know four by four, or six by four, or something. Yeah, we had a six by four. That's awesome. Awesome. We get this question a lot, and this is why I want to ask you because. Uh, you know, you were in it as well. How did you get customers? Like, were you brokering first and then started doing those in-house? Or, you know, how did you um, go out and find people to print for? Finding people has never been difficult for me. Um, just getting into networking, um, joining clubs, organizations, just getting involved, volunteering. You know, people will give you the business because they feel like they have to anyway. And if you start mm -hmm. doing a good job, then people recommend you to others. And easy to grow is there one big area that helped drive quite a bit of sales then you talked about those clubs mm -hmm. organizations i think it's really just hustling and doing as much as you can for me you know marketing is casting a wide net mm -hmm. you know try to cover as much as you can and then sales is more of you know a sniper rifle approach we would do marketing and cover the wide net and then pick and choose you know and really try to tear down that one or two from each Group. So there wasn't really one source, is that what you're saying? Or Right. There was not really one source. It was just a little bit of everything. And then we've taken that same model to Michigan, and now 20% of our customers are coming from Michigan in less than a year. So that has worked out pretty well, too, just getting involved. And you have eight, you said, sales reps there in yeah. Florida. How does that work? Are they full-time? Are they pure commission? They are pure commission. And then we have six full-time employees and then two part-time people and yeah. i pretty much do all the sales got it okay and so you're focusing almost full-time it sounds like on sales they're yeah. funneling in jobs how do you yeah. pay them is it based on profit is it based on total sale total sales they get 10 percent. okay 10 percent of that and then is there like a team bonus or something yeah we uh they haven't hit it yet but <laughs> um if they you know sell X amount of dollars per quarter, we will do a trip down to our Florida office from Michigan. You know, That's awesome. Michigan reps will go down there. That's super awesome. Is there anything that you learned about, something that you learned that you wish you'd have done earlier with your sales team? I'm still pretty new to the sales team, to be honest. Something I've realized though, is starting to see myself as more of a hunter in the sales world, that um, not everybody 
is that way. You know, I thought that in the beginning that everybody was a hunter, but that is absolutely not the case. Some people are farmers and they like to nurture that customer or engineers and they just know it really well. I think what I would have liked to have done earlier is have me focus more of my time on sales because I'm realizing that I'm going to be the driver of the sales and then anybody else would be a sales assistant in a source, not necessarily really bringing in their own. They can help me with the ones that I bring in. So you're you're kind of gathering the leads and yeah. they'll process and, and nurture yeah. and continue, you know, for yeah. reorders and things. Yeah, for me, like, it, it was kind of weird. You know, I had to talk to a lot of different people to realize that that was really the case that we needed that I should focus more on the hunting and bringing in the leads and capturing the customer and they can focus on supporting that customer along the way. Do you think that's because you're the promotions guy, right? Like, <laughs> you know, the t-shirt <laughs> guy or yeah, I feel like every company has, I mean, you're, you know, the owner. So mm -hmm. is that why or, or is it, do you feel that you haven't found the right person yet? that is that same type of hunter it it could be um from what i understand uh the hunter type is kind of hard to find mm -hmm. and they generally will work in their own business interesting i wonder is it also because they're pure commission like if they I, had ownership as well or or i could see that making a difference i haven't tried bringing on a full-time salesperson yet it is definitely something i'd like to do in 2019 just to see you know, because sure. I'm willing to try anything to see if it helps. But yeah. um, it's very possible. I think about that a lot, too. I know finding somebody that cares as much as the founder does is going to be really hard. Oh, of course. Of course. <laughs> I, I think everybody can attest to that. Yeah. There's actually a really good book you may enjoy called Predictable Revenue. Okay. And it was something that I was reading in, in setting up sales organizations, but they talk about how they set up sales forces organization mm -hmm. really early on and mm -hmm. they had almost like this triangle view where it was like one a kind of account executive type lead person up front mm -hmm. and they funnel jobs into the two people who were doing demos for the platform essentially sure and which are your it sounds like are the kind of gatherers more so yes um but it was really interesting because they can keep funneling and funneling and then everybody gets paid. Like, so the person up front gets paid on the quality of leads and how many demos maybe they set up and follow right. through. Whereas the people, the more gatherers are paid on the straight sales. But yeah, interesting topic. And this just mm -hmm. reminded me as you brought that up as well. Yeah, I'll definitely look at that. So you talked about marketing as well was a big thing that you cast the net on to, to mm -hmm. help generate interest. What types of marketing are you guys doing? I think that every area is going to be a little bit different. I think it takes a little bit of research to decide. Some places Google AdWords works. Um, some places you might want to focus on sponsoring events mm -hmm. and the volunteering side of things, maybe donating t-shirts for volunteers like i've set up a lot of different packages it really depends on the customer so let's say there's a festival going on and we really want the job to print so we just try to find some creative sources to make sure we get the job whether mm -hmm. it's we're going to live print there you know it'll bring some noise and fun creativity to the party or maybe we'll say hey we want to do your shirts we could do it for x and we'll donate all the volunteer shirts and if they didn't do volunteer shirts before uh, that's a great thing for them to give away to the volunteers because they at least feel appreciated in some way. There's just different ways to handle 
the marketing. We can use social media if we feel that that's working best in a particular area mm-hmm. and boost posts based on that. You know, our website can be important in particular regions. Radio or newspaper might be better in some places. I think it really just depends on where you are. What worked for you guys really well, maybe first in Florida? I think in a small town where we were was just getting involved. Just do as much as you can. Be as involved as you can. Sponsor where you can. And if you can't sponsor money, sponsor your time. If you're flipping hamburgers at the beach party on 4th of July for the Rotary Club, that's just as good as sponsoring the event itself. That's huge. So so all types of clubs, where did you find the clubs? Once you get involved in one, (laughs) a lot of people are generally cross-involved in other ones. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean, I was getting involved in everything. I even uh, sat on our uh, city council for two years, you know, just trying to get more and more involved. Sure. City council, being involved in all clubs, sponsoring everything. I've seen some Facebook groups that talk about them being the t-shirt sponsor, which I found very cool as well. The sponsor for everything for all these professional sports, right? The official bank, the official beer, you know, all this and that. So be the shirt guy. (laughs) Yeah. That's awesome. Again, on this one, I'm curious too, especially getting started versus now, is there any difference between what you did then versus now? Are you still doing all the same things? We do a lot of the same things. Um, I thought it was going to be weird coming into a bigger city, you know, like Metro Detroit felt like a monster to me, but it's actually just a lot more exciting. You can keep the same mentality get involved in a small area and then expand outside of it. And we just volunteer, we live print, you know, live printing brings so much awareness to your business. It's crazy. I'm shocked that more people don't do it, Live printing. but awesome. the amount of awareness that you can get from it is, is crazy. Are there um, any tricks in live printing that you do to get the brand name out more while yeah. you're there? Like, are you handing out a bunch of stuff? Are you yeah, I definitely have a salesperson, you know, whether, you know, have your printer be separate than the other people. Bring additional hands because people need to be talking about what you do. It's really important to have your own custom printed stuff. You know, I, I see a lot of printers out there that don't have, you know, they bring a tent and it's not a custom tent. You know, I ask myself, why? <laughs> why? You're in the, you know, putting your name on things brand. You got you to gotta print your stuff. You got to mm-hmm. come prepared. You got to have those table tents or... Uh, table covers or banners, whatever, you know, you got to have your name out there. How do you charge for live printing? Um, that depends. See, I see it more as like, I'm, I'm just happy to, even if we did it for the same amount as we would have done it to print their shirts in our facility, I see it as it's not that much more work to bring it out there to me, but we're going to get all that extra exposure and they're not going to charge you for a booth space or anything like that. And we get to reach so many more people and get involved with so many more people and we show you know our partnerships and that we can collaborate well and be involved that's awesome was there a different shift so we talked about the marketing in detroit which is bigger city than the smaller town that you're in in florida were there other channels that you were looking at to focus on because of there's more people and events or was it the same type of things that you were doing with getting involved with everything same same channels you know for the most part um and one of the good channels is you know the chamber of commerce i know people you know tend to not think that they're very useful but i know that if you decide to get involved in the chamber you can really do a lot 
You know, just the Chamber of Commerce themselves will probably trade you a membership for merchandise. They are willing to work with you. They want people to be involved. I believe that we're a member of nine different chambers right now. Mm-hmm. Rotary clubs have been involved in those. You know, whatever people need, we're, we're there. Churches, churches are a great place to meet people and find new contacts. You know, if somebody requests a need for, um, like, we did a trunk or treat for no good reason the last month, but people were already talking to us about how we can print their shirts for that particular business that hosted the trunk. What's a what's a trunk or treat? It's like a it's on Halloween they do it is instead of trick or treating like sending all the kids to houses, everyone just brings a car and opens their trunk and decorates it. Oh <laughs> really? That's cool. Yeah, it's a neat idea, but you know, we did it just because we wanted to help a local church. It was the Salvation Army. Uh-huh. And now they're interested in buying all their basketball uniforms and t shirts for all their trips from us. You know, just just because you show a kind heart every now and then, it, sure. it goes a long way. That's so awesome. I love it. One thing that we were talking about, so we were hanging out at uh, a couple of trade shows as you help volunteer with Allmade as well. Mm-hmm. First of all, um, Allmade, what is it? <laughs> for I, I, There's obviously shops that haven't heard about it. So, you know, what is Allmade and, and what's it all about? Allmade is fantastic, <laughs> in short. The whole idea, not only is it the most environmentally friendly shirt out there with six plastic recycled bottles in every tri-blend, uh-huh. also has the goal of ending global poverty involved in it. So the facility in Haiti employs about 200 people, and they don't pay minimum wage. They really take care of those employees. They pay three to five times the minimum wage. They you know, will reimburse them for travel to and from work. They cover their payroll taxes and health insurance. It's really unheard of in a third world country. Not only that, their shirts are really comfortable too. Oh yeah, I to be honest, I that's literally what I always just say. It's like, look, just just feel this shirt. It is literally the softest shirt that I that I feel like I felt. And I know Bella yeah. makes some pretty good tees. Next Level makes some really good tees, but yeah, yeah. I mean, they they fit really well and they fit after. And I don't have to worry about drying them. The, it holds yeah, up pretty well. they're comfortable. The environmental impact is fantastic, and the humanitarian efforts are crazy too. So sure. it's a no-brainer in my mind to support them. Yeah, it's getting chillier in Chicago, so we're going to need some long sleeves soon. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> progress. One thing we were talking about the show is these open houses, which was really yeah. cool that you brought that up because this is something I was pushing on and thinking about creating like a guide of, of how to do this as well. Mm-hmm. But you actually did it, and... Mm-hmm. What is the open house for your shop? Where are you having it? Tell us about it. Yeah, so it's it's really simple. We just, you know, throw some ads in the paper or on the radio or through Facebook, however, and just open our doors and let people come in. So um, we've done a handful of them and we enjoy it. You know, let them come in and print. Let them come in and talk to an artist and, you know, talk about their logos. They can come in and place orders. They can come in and check things out. It's just a kind of a free game for them to work on you know whatever they're interested in and letting them see the process of printing Mm -hmm. really changes their view and they understand if they have to pay for screens (laughs) do you do this in florida and detroit yeah yeah interesting is there a way that you advertise differently in each area uh yes in florida we advertise free beer (laughs) interesting people like that (laughs) <laughs> that's awesome and then how often are you doing this uh every other month or so 
and it, it just depends you know like we can open it up to particular groups and stuff too i actually um i coach a 10 year old hockey team mm-hmm. we we're actually opening on saturday to watch a red wings game in our office but we're also gonna you know fire up the presses and let them print their own shirts for the team you know for their friends and families and stuff too so you know there's 15 kids on the team each of them have two parents so there'll be about 45 people here eating pizza, watching hockey, and printing shirts. So that way, you know, it just brings awareness to those 45 people. Next time they think about, oh, wow, we need screen-printed shirts for X, they say, oh, yeah, remember when we went and printed those shirts at Promotions Guy? This is perfect. That's a great idea. Yeah, focusing yeah. around a current event like that. So you talked about advertising it around. You mentioned Facebook. You mentioned a couple others. What were the other channels that you post on? We use Facebook and Instagram mainly. As far as social media goes, that's what we stick to. We are trying to get more into videos. We made a pretty terrible one two weeks ago, if you haven't seen it. Oh, that was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> but we're, we're going to focus more on those and have some fun with video. Did you post that on your Promotions Guy Facebook business page? Uh, yeah. Okay, yeah, so everybody go check that out if you haven't seen it. It's really <laughs> cool. It reminds me of those, uh, you know, those infomercials during the day where they're like, is this a problem? And they're dropping like dishes all over the counter and everything. And yeah, it was great. We have a lot of ideas for a lot of videos. It's just finding the time to do them. And we're, we're going to try to release at least one a month for sure. Have some fun with it. That's awesome. So, so video you're trying, you do yeah. Facebook and Instagram. Are those posted directly? Like, is this an event on Facebook you create to get people to RSVP or? Nope. I haven't even made it an event. I just post a flyer and boost it. Okay. So you design a flyer, you post it, and you boost it. How much do you spend on the boosting, and how far in advance? Honestly, probably hundred bucks, fifty dollars, two different times. Okay. Maybe two weeks in advance, and then a couple days before. How many people usually come? We had over a hundred at our last one in Michigan. That's awesome. Um, Have you tried any? <laughs> uh, do you guys do any like press release type stuff with the local newspapers and things? Uh, not really, but. Once again, we do get involved in a lot of different charitable things here and, you know, chambers, rotary clubs, whatever. So mm-hmm. people find out through those channels and those are the people that are generally going to come. Got it. And then I'm assuming you eat, do you use your email list of customers? Let them we, know? we haven't even in the past, you know, okay. um, we'll, we'll just think of people <laughs> that we think should be there yeah. and let them know. And if they want to come, great. That's awesome. And so that's on the advertising side. How do you manage it? So, you know, you've got a hundred people coming in at any point, mm-hmm. you know, are you sectioning off areas? Like, do you like close off access to the ink area? You know, no. have kids um, poke around? <laughs> no, I, I think a strategy, if you, if you expect, you know, a hundred plus people, I highly recommend making it a longer event. Don't try to fit a hundred people in, in an hour. Mm-hmm. I would say like, make it like five hours long so that, they come sporadically rather than all at once have somebody operating a press have somebody operating heat presses that way people aren't walking up to them and doing anything anyway mm-hmm. we'll have people talking about products and sales and i haven't really worried about that but our inks are kind of sectioned off anyway so somebody is operating the press and heat press are they going through and printing like their shirt too and the, per, the we operators the, helping them or yeah we we let people you know use our manual to print their own shirt if they want to but we also want our auto, auto running so people can see okay you know, that we we can print more than 30 shirts an hour 
Sure. <laughs> I'm assuming it's some sort of design that you guys set up for yeah. the event. Yeah, we'll we'll do something with our logo built into it so that we they can wear our shirts around. How many shirts do you guys? Oh, so that's smart actually. So get something and then on the design put your logo on it too. Yeah. Uh, how many shirts do you guys usually buy for the event? We use all of our leftovers and let oh, them pick very cool. all of our extras. That way we can weed those out because, you know, we'll we'll order extras for particular jobs like anybody else that, you know, is worried if we have to print it day of event or something, you know, just have extras lying around and people will grab whatever. Smart. And we, if they, you know, we'll, we'll do something like leave us a review on Facebook and we'll upgrade you an all made shirt or do something like that. Oh, smart. That's awesome. You get that. You set them up. They go through the flow. There's free beer. It's just fun. Music playing, I'm assuming. Yep. Um, and then how, how long is it normally? You five hours. Okay, okay, five hours. And that's like on a Saturday or Sunday. Uh, we actually, our last one, we did it, I think it was a Friday. We did it from four to nine. Oh, okay, very cool. Um, any interesting tips that you learned to help make things easier, you know, that you didn't know early on? Make a plan. <laughs> Got it. You know, ha- have an agenda, kind of. It doesn't have to stick to it exactly, but have an agenda. You know, let employees know where they're supposed to be. Sure. And if they're going to leave, let somebody else know, you know, if they need to go and do something. Sure. But they need to enjoy it, too. So rotations are okay. Do you guys buy and, food and things? Yeah. Once again, if you're in a chamber of commerce or something like that, you're generally going to know somebody that caters or has a pizza place or whatever. And, you know, you can talk to them, make a deal, say, Hey, we'll print you all these shirts. Just bring us 20 pizzas, something like that. Got it. We are not afraid to trade and barter. Right. Which is smart. I mean, you should, that's awesome. These are very cool ideas and tips for others to be able to try. And Mm -hmm. I'm super excited to be able to, for, for you to be able to share this, especially Mm -hmm. because it's literally what I was thinking like two weeks before I ran into you when we were talking about this. So mm-hmm. awesome, Ryan. What are you looking forward to in the future? Like what are you working on right now? Uh, I'm actually working on two different things. I'm working on doubling our sales in 2019, which is going to be very fun. Mm-hmm. And I'm also working on a subscription-based marketing company called The Advertising Garage. And we're doing everything from website design and maintenance to SEO, email marketing, uh, social media content, uh, photography, video, all kinds of additional stuff, but it'll be subscription-based, and the plans go from $300 a month to $2,500 a month. We're focusing on small to medium-sized businesses, and I, th- I think it'll be a lot of fun because I'm surprised when I talk to people that aren't real busy, and all I want to do is help them sure. <laughs> get there. So That's awesome. The website garage. Yeah, I'm sure a lot of print shops as well could yeah. use an extra hand. Yeah. Very cool, Ryan. Well, I truly appreciate your time here today. This has been super helpful. Uh, this is Ryan from the Promotions Guy. Thank you again for all the time. Not a problem. Anytime. Awesome. See ya. Thank you. See you later.